Welcome to Alex and Annie, the real women of vacation rentals. With more than 35 years combined industry experience, Alex Husner and Annie Holcomb have teamed up to connect the dots between inspiration and opportunity, seeking to find the one story, idea, strategy, or decision that led to their guests' big aha moment. Join them as they highlight the real stories behind the people and brands that have built vacation rentals into the $100 billion industry it is today. And now it's time to get real and have some fun with your hosts, Alex and Annie. Welcome back to Alex and Annie, the real women of vacation rentals. I'm Alex. And I'm Annie. And we are joined today with Lino Maldonado, who is the president and managing partner of Be Home 24-7, but also many previous career stints in vacation rentals over the years. So excited to have you here, Lino. Welcome. Oh, it's my pleasure. Looking forward to the discussion, ladies. Uh, Lino, to get started, can you give our audience a little bit of your very uh, accomplished history within the space and just where you've been that's got you to where you are now? Absolutely. Would love to. Yeah, I started back in the business uh, back in 1996. Uh, For those of you who work in beach markets, I started 4th of July weekend of 1996. Um, Someone who I'll say is a friend, but uh, after all he put me through, I'm, I'm not still sure about that. But Jim Olin hired me, um, <laughs> you know, way back when and put me in this position. Uh, he called it the guest services coordinator. Now, I had no idea what this industry was. I had no idea about the business or, or what uh, fire he was throwing me into on that 4th of July weekend. But in essence, my job was to go to every single home that grossed more than 75,000, you know, again, this is 20 plus years ago, 25 years ago. uh, And I was to take a beating really from every guest that had any issue with housekeeping or maintenance or concierge services, anything they needed, I was to um, take care of and expedite. And, um, And so what it did for me was help me to understand the business very, very quickly. And I learned, um, I think that very weekend, that this was an industry not about me, but about delivering great experiences to other people. And I really fell in love with that aspect. And so that really started the, you know, my career. I worked through a couple of positions with Abbott Resorts uh, from rental manager um, on up. And then we were sold uh, to create the first um, IPO for Resort Quest uh, back in those days, which was one of the industry's first consolidation, uh, really, of brands uh, and professionalizing this particular, uh, you know, vertical. And so I uh, worked uh, through several uh, positions there, GM uh, and, and, and upwards and, and onwards, uh, and then ended up leaving the business in, nine, excuse me, 2006. Um, group of us got together in the fall and devised a plan to buy Resort Quest from Gaylord Entertainment Group and we were successful in closing that in June of, of 07 uh, and um, you know, retooled the company, um, got back down to the basics uh, of what the industry really is all about. And that's you know, obviously owners, guests, and, and, and you know, the people or associates that you're working with. Um, and then we ultimately sold the business to Wyndham in the fall of 2010. Uh, to form Wyndham Vacation Rentals North America. Uh, Had a great run for about nine years. uh, And then Wyndham decided to exit the short-term rental business in the fall of uh, 2019. 
Um, and I decided at that time to, to really focus, uh, you know, my career in a different path. And um, I had found Be Home uh, as a customer uh, about 10 years prior and was one of their larger customers in the space and really helped to develop some of the workflows and automations uh, in, in my business, my region for, for Wyndham, uh, which was about a third of the U.S., uh, which I was running on an old AS400 platform. So <laughs> try, try telling your, you know, your, your interns every year, you know, from, from 50 different colleges across the country that green screens and no mouse really, wow, the very best, right. And so I found uh, Be Home uh, 24-7, um, really as a, as a customer and really started bringing problems that I had operationally to Joseph and his development team. Uh, and they would, um, you know, help to develop, you know, the, the, the workflows that I needed to improve how we were doing business uh, and really with the basics, housekeeping and maintenance and laundry and, and smart device management and control and all of that stuff. And we sort of, uh, in a roundabout way, created one of the better operational platforms, enterprise platforms on the market today. Uh, and uh, then started, you know, bolting on property management solutions as part of uh, of our, um, you know, of our technology stacks. And so we're really excited about where we've been. We're very excited about where we're headed and what the industry, the tools that they now have uh, to be successful. Guys, there's so much, so much there that you've covered. And having been in the panhandle when all all of this was going on, I I can empathize with you. I started um, in the hotel side of the industry. Of Fourth of July weekend of 1992, and then um, was just front desk for a while, and ended up ultimately running the front desk at a hotel for spring break. So I know being broken in and and being the um, the uh, sounding board for guest complaints is is a definite um, trial by fire. Um, but I think that uh, all the stuff that you've done in the Panhandle again, I, I've known you through people for years, and you bring up Jim Olin, and then of course the AS four hundred just harkens <laughs> to Steve Karen, an interview yeah. that we just had with him recently. So I think that you guys have a lot of positive crossed, and and one thing that you bring up is just the challenges that you had uh, as an operator that you brought to be home 24 seven and they were already helping, but you were able to really help them modernize their offering. And I think that that's a thread that Alex and I have found pretty common with people is that there was just a, a, a problem that everybody had and that was how they created ultimately where they are now. So I'd love to hear more about what be home 24 seven is doing now for the industry and where you think it'll take you down the road. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely correct. You know, there's a lot of great software uh, out there on the market today. In fact, when we started uh, back in the late uh, 90s and in the early 2000s, the technology needed to even build good technology was not available. And, and right. I think that was one of the early stumbling blocks of Resort Quest. And I think two different times there was multiple millions of dollars spent uh, to build a um, an underlying property management solution that was modern and it was based on you know uh, real workflows. Um, when I say there's great technology out there, there really is. The problem that I still see in the market today are really two things. The first is that a lot of these technologies are built by really smart people, but they've never cleaned a toilet or checked in a right. gap. Right. You know? yep. And so that's a major differentiator between what we're doing with our workflows and and having actually been in these roles and in these positions. Joseph and our team really integrate themselves into the issue first. 
I remember when when he helped build this this linen management system, which was a major logistical challenge for me. He spent like six months in the laundry, Joseph, six months in the laundry business, in the back rooms with the the people folding towels and, and marking bags and weighing incoming. Um, and so when when we build workflows, we build them from the foundation of what needs to occur. Uh, and then we build technology around that workflow for the optimal you know, solution. The, the second thing I see, and I see this just as much today as I ever have, as an operator, and I'm also just as guilty as, as anyone throughout my career, you know, as an operator, you've got uh, many different challenges coming at you from every angle, every single day. Uh, and the uh, you know the 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 easy way to solve a problem is to is to grab a particular technology and plug it into the thing that you needed, right? If you need got an issue in housekeeping, grab a housekeeping widget, and then you then you have an issue with maintenance, and you try to solve that with a maintenance widget, and then you got an advertising opportunity, so you plug in another widget for that. What you end up with, thinking that you're becoming more efficient or more effective in your business, you're actually building what I call the leaning tower of tech. Uh, because all of these things you're plugging in don't talk to one another. Right. They don't pass information back and forth. The people who need this information also need this as well, but maybe at a different date or time. And and you're creating an environment of, of really disconnectivity and inefficiency, thinking that you've just improved your business. So we spent, uh, set out a long time ago in, in building our ecosystem. So all of these different things or components of operations all are operating in a central nucleus and then feeding back out all of the data that we're managing or mining back into the PMS underlining systems, all the way down through accounting and, and you know, uh, payables and you name it. So um, we try to incorporate efficiency in every department or aspect of the business into a single screen. That is very difficult to do. And I think that's something that Joseph and team with Behome have, have done very successfully. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. And it, it, when you're talking about the leaning tower of pizza of software, we've, we refer to it as Jenga, <laughs> our company. Yeah, and yeah. you know, we've, yeah. we've built our own software over the years. But in the last couple of years, we've put a major emphasis on rebuilding a lot of those aspects where everything is now on Microsoft Azure and all in the same environment. But, you know, under the same auspices of how we were we were built, it was okay, when we built it all ourselves from those part, but we can do this marketing widget or this housekeeping widget or this and that, but it's this, we've you know ended up at the same situation that you've got all this data and all this information and functionality, but it's not being shared in the way that it needs to be streamlined to really be able to optimize that. So we've kind of taken a, a step back to look through that and say, okay, if this is something that we want to be able to be more utilized in the market, we've got to be able to you know, start that foundation again. But it's been a journey. And I think our software for property management, Vacation Rentals, really has, has you know, really gone through the roof in the last few years. I think there is a lot of great technology out there. And I think there's a lot of information out there that's guiding how things are built. But for a long time, you know, a PMS was just a PMS and it was very basic and simple and it was an accounting platform. And uh, I'm sure some of the software companies kind of miss those days because <laughs> that was easier to build. But there's so much going on now. But, you know, I think I think it's a good thing for our industry because I think it shows that we are very collaborative, we're innovative and we're, we're taking guest experience and all these different things to the next level, but it's it's exciting to see what Be Home has done, and you know we we talked about this in more uh, depth on our pre-call, but I didn't realize how in depth the offerings were of what you guys have built. So it's quite impressive. 
Well, thank you. Yeah, it, you know, we we look at operational at, at operations in a, in a completely different you know perspective, and and we don't want to solve a single issue. I think we're pretty well known. Uh, Joseph and team have done a really good job, um, you know, getting our brand out there in this segment. But I, I think you know the folks who don't understand all of the different pieces that we offer look at us as um, you know like smart device control. And really, we do that. Um, over. I think that's what I thought you were prior to hearing more. So yeah. there's so much yeah. work. When we've got over 1,100 APIs for different devices, device wow. types. Um, you know, our systems uh, talk in a lot of different languages: Zigbee, Z-Wave, 802, Bluetooth, cellular. You know, so we can we can pull together a lot of pieces of hardware um, and and make them do things in your operational workflows that they weren't intended to do, nor mm-hmm. that your PMS can control. But really, smart device is only about 15 to 20% of, of our uh, offering. Um, we Everything from automation and status management, housekeeping, maintenance, laundry workflows, guest services, communication, digital documentation, I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, but we've built it in such a way that that you decide how you run your business, not us. We're not a software company that 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 hands you a license and say, okay, here's our uh, here's our system, here's how you use it. You must run your business this way, right? Yeah. Um, you know, because what I've learned over the years is that I've probably been through ten or twelve different RFPs uh, for property management solutions, and there's some really good ones out there today. That's what I'm most excited about. Uh, and we've partnered, uh, I think we've got integrations with over 50 different PMS brands um, right now, which is fantastic as well. Um, but I like to say front of the house, finally meet back of the house. Um, and so between us and your PMS uh, solution that you choose, we we pretty much are the only two technologies required to give you a robust operation system, uh, which is great. Um, when we do take over a new account, we, we typically displace about three or four of those little point solutions that we discussed earlier, uh, which streamlines your operations with the goal to generate more time and efficiency for your staff to focus on the things that really matter, uh, which is owner and guest relations and then your company culture, right? Um, so spending a lot more time on those things versus pushing paper through departments, through tasks and, and the like. Um, one of the truths that I've found in, in the PMS searches over the years is that, A, there's a lot of good ones. Depending on what you're looking for specifically, you can re-rank the top 10 or 15 you know, from time to time. But the winner usually gets you about 80% there. And then you have to figure out uh, the other 20% on how you run your business. Um, the other thing that I've found over the years is that you know if, if Alex has a business and Annie has a business, you're in the same market and you use the same basic PMS software, you still run your businesses differently. And so what we've said from the beginning is let's keep the the, the power of how you want to run your business in your hands. You tell us what you need and then our back end through the setting systems that we've built over the years will allow you to customize it uh, to operate the way you see fit. I think that's such a good point to make because um, you said there are a lot of great platforms that are out there depending on what your your needs are. But to your point that if everybody can have good operational efficiencies, that is good for everybody, but they do operate in different ways. And I think so many of these platforms come to 
a, you know, come to a property manager and say, we have the solution for you, but it's not flexible enough to manage how the manager manages their, their right. property. So, you know, being in tune with their needs. And you said early on, and, and we interviewed um, Jim DeVos from Best Beach Getaways, and he's developed some platforms for his company and started out in, in housekeeping and maintenance and really, really fine tune it based on what they needed, not what somebody else was telling them they needed. And he knew how to run the company and how to be efficient. And so they've developed their platform around that. And I think you're doing the right thing is that you're going, you're listening to the people and and you're, you talk about your, you know, the developers with you guys being in the weeds, getting in there and, and understanding what everybody does. I think that's very important. And some of these technology platforms don't necessarily understand or focus on that part of the equation. Yeah, 100% agree. And I've, and I've run into that a lot. Um, you know, it's funny, the educational side of, of learning how to position, you know, the software. Um, for The epiphany for me was when, again, at Wyndham, you know, large operation, um, I, I went into one of my uh, one of my managers, Wyndham had decided to in uh, you know to integrate with a, a large um, maintenance uh, company. Uh, you guys know the brand; it's in our market. But they were bringing that over from their HOA business and, and timeshare business. They want all of our companies to use this maintenance software. And so I go into one of my managers uh, who had I had heard refused to start using it, and I said, uh, I said, Debbie, I said, why? Um, I understand you're a holdout here. You know, this is a more of a directive. We everybody's got to use this maintenance system. And, and, it's and not she, a suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm a big culture guy, so I'm not. Right. I don't try to jam anything down anybody's throats. But you know, I was uh, you know a VP and and really needed to understand why my people were revolting. You know, right. And so Debbie, uh, who ran the largest project for me in the Panhandle, by the way, I sat down with her. I said, Debbie, what's the problem? She's like, she said, Lino. I am not signing on to another, and she said, you know, dang, you know, uh, <laughs> software uh, to run my business. I'm already doing it. And I just followed her. And she was looking yeah. literally two or three things that she had to get in and touch and even do, you know, dual accounting in just to complete a work order. Right. And so that was a huge eye-opening um, uh, opportunity for me to learn uh, from the people doing the job every day. And, and, I, and this was, you know, eight. 10 years ago now. Um, and and I, I said that day, I will never make a decision for my people that I don't fully understand the benefits and how it's going to positively impact their day. Not if it comes from, you know, senior leadership at Wyndham or anywhere else. It's not getting past me until until I know how it's going to affect the people that, that do these jobs every single day. If it makes their life easier, better, more effective and efficient, I'm in. If not, I'll be this. I'll be the roadblock for the people above pushing it, and 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 I really learned a lot at that moment. And that can really kill a culture. I mean, when you start, you know, giving so many different programs that an employee has to use to do their job, it's that that can make or break the culture within your company and the success of those employees, you know, within your organization. But you know, it's from the outside. I'm in the Myrtle Beach market. You you are both down in the Panhandle, and we've had. Um, several panhandle um, graduates of vacation rental on our show so far. And it's really interesting to listen to all of you speak about those early days in your experience, because, you know, many of you are now doing something outside of what that original job was, but you've taken that operational, you didn't start out as technologists, you guys started out as operations guys for the most part are in sales. And now, you know, you're leading these businesses that are excelling on the basis of technology, but 
you know, when you think about that, like you said, it's because you built these workflows, these user flows, these um, situations based on what you know is necessary for an enterprise level company. And you know, a lot of the software that we're seeing that comes out now, it really, it does cater to the new wave of vacation rentals, which is somebody with five to 30 vacation rentals. And it's, it's very different than enterprise one, two, three, 400 properties, condos, large homes. It's it's just, it's a different uh, approach to the business. But, you know, going back to Steve Karen's episode and talking about the AS 400s, like I, I just, I wish I could get a glimpse back into those days. Cause it sounds like you guys were, you probably had to work 15 times harder to get the job done, but at the end of the day, you got it done. And then look how far industry has come because of what all of you have put back into it with that knowledge. So it's very, it's cool to watch and listen and hear about now on the show. Oh yeah. I've got, I've got a question about Wyndham. This is a little bit unrelated, but you know, looking back on when they went out of vacation rentals, that was October of 2019 or fall of 2019. Um, what, what do you think? I mean, looking back on that, I mean, they didn't know obviously that the pandemic was coming, but what do you think about Wyndham's decision to, you know, get out of that side of the business and then, you know, obviously they sold to Vacasa, but from Wyndham's perspective, what do you think of that decision? Yeah, I mean, looking back, um, you know, it. it uh, first of all, I think that Wyndham was perfectly positioned to to go as far with the industry as as they wanted to. Um, we had had tremendous synergies between our divisions, um, the uh, hotels, the resorts, the timeshare, the exchange companies. We had built some really cool. Uh, owner retention products and and even uh, rewards programs. I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, but uh, when Jeff Bellotti left the um, you know our side of the house, if you will, to take over the the hotel side, I think we we lost um, a lot of the um, uh, you know a lot of the um, familiarity with this particular component of lodging and how it could it could fit in. Um, and so from that perspective, you know, once, once senior leadership, you know, is, is no longer focused on you, um, you know, it, it makes the decision to exit a whole lot easier versus looking at what the investment would be to, to do what you're seeing in, in other markets with, or other segments with Evolve and Vacasa and some of these others, we were light years ahead, uh, and could have, uh, could have done, I think, amazing things. With that said, you know Wyndham is a is a great organization. Um, they're a they're a timeshare and hotel you know company. They like to keep um, you know their focus in their lanes, and and you know you really can't argue with the decision. Uh, was it disappointing for me personally? Absolutely. Um, you know, but at the same time, I understood that uh, you know we were a small percentage of their overall you know picture. Uh, and to get the focuses on our industry uh, that are necessary, then you've got to get, you know, that married with a company that is focused. And certainly Vacasa is, is focused on this segment, uh, as are others uh, as well. And, and I think that the the people and the units and the owners will do much better when they have, you know, ownership that is purely focused versus, you know, sort of distracted in, in, in other lanes as well. So uh, personally disappointing because I was not finished uh, with some yeah. of the work and, and you know, uh, things that we had done, but at the same time, tremendous opportunity, you know, for me to get into some other things and, and um, you know, and, and continue in the industry that I love so much. Yeah, absolutely. And at that end of fall or fall of 2019, that was a interesting time for a lot of vacation rental operators. That's when we had purchased one of our largest um, competitors, Condo Lux, at that time. 
And, uh, you know, whether good or bad, heading into the pandemic, the next year was hard, obviously, for everybody. But of that came such demand and spotlight on vacation rentals that I just wonder if they kind of wish they had kept more of it. I know yeah, they've got interest thing. in Vacasa, but it's like yeah. now, you know, you see Marriott making such a push to get involved in that. Marriott is hotels, vacation rentals, and timeshare. So, you know, Hilton, we haven't seen yet what they're going to do on the vacation rental side, but I'm interested to see what, what that will look like. Um, you know, Lena, we were just at uh, GeneX last week and got to hear from Mike Flasky, who was the CEO of Diamond Resorts. He was the keynote um, speaker. And I mean, they they sold to Hilton for four billion dollars <laughs> last year. So I'm sure they're probably waiting a little bit before they make a huge purchase again. But it's just it's it's interesting to see, um, you know, how timeshare has evolved within the industry, too. And I think it's just a, an exploding segment of travel that just with vacation rentals also, you know, the, the margins are different, obviously, but um, there's demand for both sides of it. And uh, I think it was an interesting conference. I, I, I'm glad that we went and then we got to speak about vacation rentals because I think there is a lot of interest in how the two can work together. But do you want to give a little bit of a backstory about the idea for our panel to start on that side and just your experience with Wyndham working with the two segments? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, we, you know, as Wyndham had three divisions plus RCI. So we, you know, hotels, you had timeshare, vacation rentals, and then RCI we owned as the, you know, the uh, exchange company. And, you know, initially when we joined Wyndham, there was the, um, you know, sort of arms around each division. Oh, yeah, you can't touch my customer list. And, and, and I, you know, really uh, fire drills to figure out for me, um, how we could work together versus being told why we can't have or get to certain information or data or whatever. And so uh, as a builder, you know, uh, model myself, it's, it's, I don't, I don't look at roadblocks. Uh, I look at opportunity uh, and I, and I tend to focus there. Some will tell you maybe, maybe too much, uh, but um, I, I love to be challenged by things I do not know or understand. And so I jumped right in on the timeshare side and I said, look, um, the way that I see this, you guys are a sales company. You make you know most of your money on sales transactions. Um, you do things exceptionally well from that perspective. It, you know, fifty percent of, of of every owner you have, uh, or fifty percent of your sales come from developing um, you know, higher level clubs and selling to existing owners. So there's a there's a demand. There's a love of the product. Um, we we have a lot of similarities from from our owner's perspective. Their goal is to generate um, the sales side and they need leads to do it. Uh, 100 uh, leads to get to 10 tours to get to one and a half sales. And so I'm looking at those numbers and I'm going, man, that that tour no buy list, you know, of of 98.5 people that did a tour. Mm -hmm. I'd love to sell them a regular vacation. They already been to the area. They already love the area. So I need that tour no buy list is the industry term for that. And so they said, okay, great. You know, and so I started using that list to, to market to you yeah. know, regular yeah. short term guests. And then I said, look, I, I've got this um, list of people already in the market. Uh, perhaps there's a way for me to send you good quality leads at a, at a much reduced cost because they spend, it's like a 50% margin, yeah. uh, a marketing spend uh, to, to get these leads, the timeshare does. 
I said, man, what if I could lower that lead generation cost for you by by allowing you access to the people you know that we already have here as well? So that was another great synergy. Then we started looking at inventory swapping, uh, where they had a tremendous um, uh, unused inventory or unsold inventory structure in areas that I needed more rooms, mm -hmm. uh, you know, times of the year, and then vice versa. I had a bunch of rooms in the off season. Uh, that that they were still running 90 plus percent occupancies of owners. And, and so I had all these other buildings that I could say, hey, guys, let's figure out a way for your owners to consume this inventory, even at a lower margin for me. My owners have full calendars. You guys have greater um, you know, opportunities to to uh, to send owners that didn't have a uh, an, an available um, you know uh, reservation in now you've got you know sixty seven other buildings that you can sell to those owners as well so that's just a few of the initial concepts that we had and, and developed together but we had just started scratching the surface on these synergies um, when Wyndham ultimately sold in in nineteen and then for some reason I, and it's beyond me. I think Vacasa, you know, clipped those programs and, um, you know, they're, you know, certainly had the, the right to do that, but these were, these were money-making opportunities between both that, um, we'll pick up the pieces on. You mentioned, um, I think in our pre-call about, um, I think you were working with a property that's in Dustin that has timeshare and vacation rentals, if I'm not mistaken, and how you kind of bridge the gap to have their systems speak to each other. Did I misunderstand that with Be Home? You were no, doing something we, along those lines. Yeah, we actually built that um, that that bridge, as as we call it, is that the the way that our system is built in the back end is that we can take data from a multitude of data points, and then we can organize that information in the center, and then push it back to uh, you know where else that it needs to go. And and one of the challenges we identified uh, really early on is. In, in mixed use or shared facilities, um, there are, you might have half the house that is timeshare, half the house is hotel or, or vice versa. You might have, you know, a hotel with some short-term rental floors, you know, in it. And, and we're really seeing that more and more uh, on the residential side of our business as well with new developments. Um, and so we built a bridge between two technologies. So we, we won't be able, so instead of just connecting to a single PMS uh, environment in a building, we can actually have multiple PMSs in the same building feeding data to our central point and then us pushing out reservations um, you know, to, to both sides. So when you think about it, um, think about a building that's half and half that has a shared front desk and, and you might have um, occupancy opportunities uh, to cross promote uh, based on last minute availability. That before you never had technology that could read those gap nights or or sales opportunities, and and so we built that to overcome that that specific issue. As I say, I think you've you've been able to you've identified what we were just talking about the the synergies between the two types of businesses. So I would say, like, is do you think the B home can be out there as a leader? to get these two types of accommodations to work closer together. And then I think, again, going to this GeneX conference and sitting on these panels to have the conversation, it's out there to be had. Um, you know, where do you think we can go with it? Yeah, so the, the technology is built. Um, the short, uh, you know, when you start thinking about the differences of the industry, and, and I, I tend to oversimplify <clears throat> issues to, to begin with, but when I thought about uh, what is really the difference between the timeshare industry and the short-term rental industry? Um, 
all that I could really come up with is they're dealing with someone that owns a piece of time and we're dealing with somebody who's renting a piece of time, but housekeeping, maintenance, guest services, you know, communication, marketing, all of those things, distribution, uh, revenue management, which I think is one of the biggest areas of opportunity, um, you know, for us to teach the timeshare side, uh, how to monetize those unused rooms and how to get last minute availability, uh, you know, in those things. Um, You know, those were really the, the, you know, the, the key things are all the same for our for our industries. And similarly, when we launched into residential, we've got a, a you know couple of um, really sizable customers in the residential uh, leasing space. And uh, one of them's uh, got over 50,000 keys. Uh, where I think we're 20,000 or so installed already with them. Wow. We started actually March 1st of 2020, right as COVID you know, started exploding. Um, and uh, so we started add, uh, adding about 800 units uh, a month with, uh, with this company. When we looked at residential leasing, I, I did sort of the same thing. I said, what's really the difference between what our technology does in short-term rentals versus what it can do for residential? And the only thing I come up with was length of stay. Somebody's living there a year or nine months and versus three days, long weekend or a week. Uh, and so we um, we're able to, uh, to start our residential side of our business as well. And that's just, I mean, it's just blown up. We see very similar um, things happening in the timeshare space. You know, there's the technology is just legacy, you know, and when you think about the companies and, and what they're offering, some of them have a, um, best way to describe it, a, a unique perspective on development and and um, innovation. Uh, and our mindset is just very different. Um, it's it's what do you need to run your business more effectively and efficiently? And how can we help you uh, with in that regard? Most other technology companies that are legacy are like, yeah, here's what we offer. Take it or leave it, you know? And that's just not our mindset at, at Home. Yeah. And it was definitely, it was eye-opening being out there this week. And, you know, I think for the most part, I think there is interest on their side as well to figure out how to work with vacation rentals in a lot of different ways. And it's like, there's different ways you can kind of peel the onion. And I know, you know, being there as condo world, we've got different use cases for it, you know, potentially to book their guests within our units to use their guests and vice versa. And from a technology standpoint, but Yeah, I had several conversations with people that said that, you know, the main prohibitant to expanding their horizons on how they get new guests really is from a technology standpoint, that they're using some legacy built systems that they don't connect to these different ways of getting guests. And, you know, marketing for them is very different than marketing as far as what that means to all of us. I mean, marketing for them, 50% of their revenue, which is a crazy amount of money, that's really people. I mean, that's people out there to get tours or to do these big shows to get tours. And it's, you know, it's, it's very different. They're not out there doing, you know, the pay-per-click SEO, email branding. It's, it's a different way of getting it. But at the end of the day, if we're able to help them get guests at a much smaller margin, that that should make sense all day long, as far as I'm concerned. Um, During the boardroom discussion, at least three or four of the developers that were at that table said they are putting a focus on vacation rentals to have that within you know, the offerings that they, they have for their owners, because there's, you know, it's just an opportunity zone. They know that travelers want to be able to go and stay in vacation homes. They don't always want to stay within the product of what they bought. And really, I think timeshare has done a better job 
than that on, on that than we have. And I don't know that we've even really attempted as vacation rentals, but to have another offering of types of inventory that you can book through being a Condo World customer, for example, that you know, if you're a Condo World customer, you can book all of RCI's offerings. And there's several different platforms out there that are similar to an RCI where you can book at discounted rates for hotels, flights, cruises, all these different things that, you know, we we all are mindful of the fact that guests don't only just come to travel to see us throughout the year. So if you are a big brand that has a loyal following, it just makes sense that you build a platform where they can connect to other types of travel. So it, it'll be interesting to see. I, I hope that this, this was a good start to opening the conversation. I think it was. We had um, Lino, myself, um, Greg Anderson, Amy Hynote moderated, Ryan Dame from Casago, and Scott Bunce from um, Cabins for You. But it was a, a good opening part. And I think Amy's got some interest in continuing the conversation and maybe doing some webinars. And hopefully at some of the VRM uh, events, we can dive into a little bit more. Yeah, hundred percent. And and really, what you described there is the is a perfect example of where a fear based decision um, early on for us at Wyndham turned into some of the greatest opportunities and synergies between our divisions. Um, because you're absolutely correct. You know, we don't dictate to customers um, how and when they make the decision on the type of lodging they need for that particular time. And the example I'll use would be um, some of the work we did between our hotel division and short term rentals. Uh, we find in business travel, you know, people use the heck out of the Wyndham Rewards programs. They accumulate a bunch of points, and now it's time to take their family on vacation. They're not going to go back to a one-bedroom, you know, king suite at a hotel. They want a vacation rental. They want something yeah, exactly. size and space and beachfront and all the amenities and action and you know and the things that that our industry provides. And that's okay. That's not stealing market share. Right. That's being available to the customer for how and when he or she wants to utilize those points that they've accumulated on business travel to the benefit of their family experience on their vacation. And, yeah. um, you know, and even internally with Wyndham, that was something we had to overcome, you know, um, our, ourselves first and then realize that, man, there's a product here and people are loving it. You know, we did Wyndham Home Exchange for our owners, allowing them to deposit some of their own time into RCI in their wholly owned unit, and then go travel to all these other places around the world that RCI offered, which, you know what that did? It made our owners sticky to us, you know, yeah, not, yeah. not not jump on the first 15% management fee postcard that they get like every day from all these right. other, you know, brands, right? Yeah. Um, so there's just a ton of opportunities like that. And I look forward, uh, Alex and, and Annie, to, um, you know, sharing, uh, you know, our successes and our failures, um, you know, as we help bring these two industries together. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is just, you know, a previous uh, or misconceptions or perceptions, perhaps, of how the industry used to be versus what it is now. Yeah. And I think, you know, I learned so much at this conference and appreciate the opportunity for everybody to just kind of listen to my questions. I felt silly asking some of them, but it's just it's, it is different than what we do. But, you know, timeshare is not the fixed week that we remember from the 80s where right. you bought something and then you're stuck in it and you've got it forever and ever and ever. I mean, about 15 years ago, it became a points based system, but you've got the biggest brands in hospitality. Marriott, Disney, Hilton, um, you know, I mean, all, all the best ones, those are the brands that people are are buying that they're putting together a great program for these people. And really, if it comes down to somebody, if they want to get out of their timeshare, it's really not hard to get out of it. I think that's the misconception too, that they can go back to the developer and say, 
I, you know, I'm not interested in this anymore. And they'll work with you because the developers don't want to have a bad, you know, etch on their reputation of not being able to get out of it. So there's there's those misconceptions that I think have kind of skewed the interest on the vacation rental side to have anything to do with it, really. And that's where just just you know learning about each other and being open to learn starts you know the next steps <laughs> in this journey. Yeah. So you're you're 100% correct and and um you know I'll tell you on the um I, I am not a timeshare guy I'm not a timeshare owner um but I do think I I understand a lot more about the industry than I did you know prior. Um but I had some of those same initial concerns you know <clears throat> that um we we didn't want to put timeshare concierge desks in our condo lobbies right. because you know, we didn't want to have the carnival barking and, you know, you know, <laughs> yeah. tactics and all that. But the reality is a timeshare vacation today or, or even ownership today is really just a prepaid vacation. You, you right. know, you're going to go on vacation. You haven't decided where yet. Um, so buy some points and then apply those points to whatever you, you decide um, is really the, the modern approach. When you think about just Wyndham, I think it's 10, 11 billion dollar, you know, timeshare company. Um, 50%, 50% of their sales every year are owners buying more. Right. Yeah. I, exactly. I heard that. Like, That's astounding. Yeah. Astounding, you know? yeah. 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 Very good product and, and, um, certainly a right fit for, for some, you know, and, and not all, but I definitely feel like when you think about the younger generation today, who doesn't want a mortgage, who, who doesn't want car payments, who does, it might be a more perfect, um, yeah. You know, uh, position for them than even buying a whole condo or or, or house. Who who knows? So, um, I think that there's tremendous opportunity for sure. I, I know one of the benefits that they try and sell, and this I've I've heard over the years from friends that work in it, and then recently I've been able to see that example. But I mean, you're in essence you're prepaying for a vacation, but that prevents inflation, which right now we know is a massive thing. And so I've I've taken a couple tours, and we've been to Mexico. And I probably should have bought because <laughs> we're yeah. looking to plan our next vacation. And it's significantly higher than it was the last time I went. So, you know, the the overall premise of it, it does make sense. And I think with vacation rentals, we have such a um, a user group of, of travelers that they do book well far in advance. And, you know, they, they do want to know that that next trip is coming next year. So I, I think the intent and the loyalty of vacation rental travelers they could be thirsty for a product like that. And it could be that it's a vacation rental company that starts to do kind of more of like a timeshare membership base model, you know, where you can buy those points up front, but um, lot, lots to learn. I guess the only advice I would give to anybody listening is just keep your mind open. And um, there's a, there is a lot to learn from, from the two and just having those conversations doesn't hurt anybody. So <laughs> Definitely. yeah, I think that one of the things that we've found with everybody that we've talked to is that, we can accomplish the most great good for any organization outside of that comfort zone. Just get yeah. outside of what you know and try something different. And, you know, what you did at Wyndham obviously was not something that they were um, enamored of initially, but it worked out, you know, to the greater benefit. And I think, you know, to your point about, um, you know, using points and companies, that's what Marriott's banking on. I mean, they're, they're banking yeah. on their Bonvoy, leveraging their Bonvoy membership. So, you know, I think that the industry overall has so much more room to grow and so much more advancement that is there to be had. And it's exciting to see um, another great mind from the panhandle. I don't know what it is about the, the yeah. water down here, but we grow <laughs> a lot of great minds. Um, so I'm sure. excited about where we go. 
um, we're kind of at the end. And I know I sent you a few questions just kind of to get your mind thinking about things we could possibly ask. And I think the one thing that I would love to know from you is Lino today, what would you tell Lino of when you were first getting into the industry about what you needed to know, or maybe what you didn't know and you were going to find out? Wow, what a, what a great question. Uh, what, would tell, what would I tell little Lino, right? Little Lino, yeah. I, I would tell him a couple of things. One, you uh, hang on, you know, it's going to be a very interesting ride. Uh, the other thing I would tell uh, little Lino is that, um, you know, you are going to be so appreciative of all of the relationships and the experiences that you're going to have on this journey uh, and never stop learning, you know. Uh, Because that's one thing, as I look back, I think about all of the wonderful people, the the relationships that we've built, the fun we've had, the excitement in hospitality. That's something that never gets old. I'm just as excited Mm -hmm. about, you know, getting up and getting involved in this industry today as I was 25 years ago. And I don't think that's that's the same for every industry, but that's something we can offer uh, with this one. So, um, I hope that answers the question. Yes, yes. That's a great. That's a great answer. And I, I agree with you a thousand percent on all of that. I think that's wonderful. It's very true. Yeah. Especially within our industry. I, I agree too. I don't think that it is the same within all industries and we're becoming a bigger industry, but at the same time, it, it always has been big, but it is, has always been small at the same time too. And I think really technology and everybody keeping in touch better between LinkedIn and conferences has fostered that to really see how we can all connect the dots together. And, you know, that that it does, it makes you want to come to work every day when you know that you're working with a great group of people that they're not even necessarily in your organization, but you're able to share ideas with. And um, you definitely don't want to burn any bridges because it is small. (laughs) And you're going to see that vendor, that partner, that uh, past employee somewhere else on the journey, pretty guaranteed on that. Well, Lino, thank you so much for being here with us today. And hopefully this is one of many conversations we'll have going forward. I I think there's a lot to unravel here with the timeshare vacation rentals synergies. I think we could probably have a whole discussion on that and maybe bring in some of the other people that we've talked to last week and um, just just figure out where we can all benefit from it. But that and we're excited to watch Be Home continue to grow. Love what you have done there and just incredible use cases built by people who really know the product so and the, and the needs for it. But if anybody wants to contact you, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah. So uh, thank you, uh, Annie. The um, uh... And Alex, the um, best number is 850-685-8325. That's my cell. I give it to everybody and I respond as, as quickly as possible. And then uh, Lino at behome247.com, just L-I-N-O at behome247.com. Awesome. We'll put that in the show notes and a link to Be Home as well. And if anybody wants to contact Annie and I, or if you have been listening and would, would like to leave a review, um, go to alexandanniepodcast.com and you can contact us from there or leave a review on whichever podcast app that you listen on. And until the next time, we appreciate everybody listening and we will see you soon.